0: Friend, welcome to The Gritty Coach. If you're feeling overwhelmed, unfocused, or even stuck in your business, don't worry. I completely know where you're coming from, and I've been there before, but now you want to get some clarity, a plan, and you're ready to take your business to the next level, then you are in the right place. My name's Erica, and I'm The Gritty Coach. Just a little about me. I'm a veteran, a wife, a boy mom, a twin mom, and a fur mom. And after 20 years in the Navy and my unique life experiences, I am here to help you smooth and polish your business practices through what I like to call gritty love. So if you think you're tough enough, sit back, buckle up, and let's get gritty. Pretty friend, so happy you are here. Welcome to episode 23. First of all, if you are listening to this episode, you likely know that there was a three week gap in um, episodes. And I just want to say thank you for staying the course, and we are back full time. So I really appreciate you being here to listen. So, now as we know, everything in life has a balance. We strive to be as close to balance as we can. There's also a balance between grit and grace. We need to be gritty. We need to have resilience to take on the challenges and keep going. However, there comes a point at which you need to give yourself some grace. These happen when you have been too, too gritty. In comes grace. Giving yourself grace can almost be as difficult as being gritty. So many times we start to feel guilty that we need the grace and that we are taking a break for ourselves. That is a useless emotion. Guilt. We truly have no need for it. Never does us any good only holds us back and what we truly need. Wouldn't you agree? So if you've listened to the last two to three episodes, you might've picked up on our big move. We sold our house in California and bought a house in Texas. We traveled with three cars, three kids, three dogs and three cats. The chickens actually stayed with the new owner and so happy that he was excited to have them and um, you know, kind of urban farming and he liked it as much as we did. So we left California and our lives for the last 27 years, everything we have known. And we set sail on this like new adventure and it was exciting and scary all at the same time and, and really, you know, scary for our kids. Um, They had never moved before. I think our youngest, our oldest had only moved when he was like a year and a half. We moved into the house that we just um, sold. So he actually doesn't have any recollection of moving either. So it was a very new adventure. There were new adventures on travels and, you know, there were a lot of trials too, trials of my patience, my gratitude, my grace, my anger, my resentment, and even a trial of my ability to do it all. The movers were an absolute disgrace. I went as far as reporting them to Department of Transportation, and now I have to actively seek a lawyer to rectify the damages they did. It was completely insane. It's a whole other story. I will tell you though that packing our house and dealing with everything that was left over after the movers had left was insane. If you've ever played Tetris, I will tell you I am officially the grandmaster of packing three cars in Tetris and i found every nook and cranny possible that a child or animal was not filling and stuffed it with random things i mean like random things everywhere clothes things from the kitchen things from laundry things from a bedroom that got left behind like just random stuff they seriously did not pack everything and then there were some things that they packed that they weren't even supposed to so it just it was seriously i you know i told people to back off let me take control of it because there was some serious Tetris going on. So it was stuffed. I knew once the movers came and we had busy packing the like mad people that I was going to have to let my business slide though. And I couldn't even podcast. My brain was so tied up and moving that it wasn't even right to come on here and throw some shit together for the sake of keeping up with one episode a week. You wouldn't have liked it. My heart wouldn't have been in it. And I couldn't have written anything that really flowed. Seriously, it would have been like throwing shit on the wall and seeing if it stuck. So I saved us both. So there's, there's a thank you. <laughs> then we got to our new home two days later. And that was after a huge storm in Arizona, 114 degree weather that we were driving through and flatter than flat of Texas to get to the other side. But our kids hadn't, they've never seen the new house before we had gotten here. And so the first, when we drove up, I had to start recording. Cause I knew when we were, we'd only seen it for one hour. Um, We flew out here on this like whirlwind tour of traveling to see homes and we knew we needed to see it to just see if we fit in in it and so we were really trying to get to that point and fell in love with it when we came in and even though we had looked at all these other houses this wound up being the one so our kids have never seen this. And um, as soon as we turned in on the street, I immediately tried to start recording and the kids were just blown away. They were excited. And um, I had well, of course, I only had one kid in my car. And then um, there was our oldest was driving with his girlfriend. And then Brooke had one kiddo in his. I mean, we really divided and conquered on this thing. And so I started recording it so that as we pulled up, like you could just see us get into our first, you know, our new home um, and what it looked like as we pulled in that night. And I kept pushing Brooke. I was like, hurry up, hurry up. It's like starting to get dark. And I really wanted to get the boys there before it it got dark. So it was just it was we got there right like 15 minutes after sunset or something. And it was so cool. They had a welcome home sign in the front yard and it had like. It was all military decorated. It had an anchor for the Navy and it had keys and it was just, you know, it was just such a warm welcome. And then our neighbors, um, our neighbor behind us brought us um, pizza she had made. Her and her husband came over and greeted us. And, you know, we were like big hot mess in our house, but uh, nonetheless, we didn't have to think about dinner that night. So it it has been just a great settling in, but settling in nonetheless, right? And the, the look on their faces as they started to go into the house, this is the kids, right? The look on their faces was priceless. So they were so excited within one hour, they were already in the pool. And, you know, our whole thing was just help us unload the, the animals, right? Get them in the house and get them settled, unload the cars, get in the pool, and we'll worry about everything else later. Like, we just need to take a break. It was a crazy two days, you know, anytime you've been sitting in a car for for roughly 20 something hours, you definitely need to get your, you know, walking movement, whatever, your butt's hurting. My hands were hurting from holding the steering wheel for that long, like it was just, it was insane. So we unloaded the animals and got them settled, unloaded my Tetris and letting it like throw up all over our home and our floors and they were all over the place going to each room trying to pick out their rooms and so excited and once they got a picture of what the actual barn dominium looked like because none of us had ever heard of a barn dominium until we started to look at this house so the whole concept of a barn dominium was really new and they had no idea really what all that entailed but then once they saw it they were just odd and they were excited And after being unsure of like what their future was going to look like, they were, they were really cautious. And, you know, when we were trying to leave California, they were nervous to be expected, right. As much as we were. Um, And we tried to hope, well, I hope that our nerves didn't come through as much as, you know, to fuel theirs. Right. Like I really hope that Brooke and I were able to hold it back enough. And there were many times where things with the movers or, packing the house or whatever didn't necessarily go how we wanted it to and wasn't the smoothest transition so we you know i really hope that somewhere in there we didn't fuel their uneasiness at the same time but i think as we got here and they got to see and it was no longer the unknown we always talk about the unknown being the uneasiest part and that's why people don't like change is because they fear the unknown and they don't know what's going to be on the other side so once they got in here though and they no longer had to fear because they knew what was involved, and they saw how great the people were, and came in and helped and the welcome sign. and and I think all of that um, put them at ease finally. And I think that that was really the greatest part. They knew they were going to be okay. They knew that the unknown was known, and they could stop worrying about it, right? So here's the grace. Maybe this episode probably should have been grace versus guilt, but for the last two weeks, I still could only think about unpacking, getting us settled figuring out all the nuances of our home and making sure all the services were set. I mean, there's just so much to think about, right? So all the stuff we ditched after we couldn't fit it in the car, basically I couldn't fit it in the car. If I couldn't fit it, it got left. I mean, we're talking like pooper scooper, Let's just go there. I'm just going to say it. Pooper, scooper. We ditched a litter box at some point and I had disposable ones. We had to ditch all sorts of stuff. I mean, kitchen things, our um, step stool and ladder or, you know, I, I, like, there was just so much and I felt so bad. There's the guilt. Felt so bad that we had left so much behind, but we literally couldn't fit it and, we, and our trash cans were completely full. It was horrendous, and then I love our realtor to death because, God forbid, had she not been there and helped us out, it I, like, I couldn't even fathom what that would look like, and that was part of my grace as I knew there was somebody helping us as well. So once we had done all of that, I feel really bad that we had to replace all this stuff, and I feel bad for our Amazon drivers, our UPS drivers, our FedEx drivers, and the Um, USPS because I will tell you they have been at our house nonstop and the 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 USPS driver was like this is typical when it comes to a new home and I was like oh thank goodness she gave us grace (laughs) so now we're still trying to replace all this and I think thank goodness actually I'll tell you thank goodness Amazon Prime Days came in during this time That was another saving grace (laughs) because we at least got discounts on everything as we had to start replacing it. And they, these poor drivers are still having to deliver stuff. It's, it's not over. So I still needed to focus on the home. That's really what that was all about. And literally until this past weekend, I still couldn't do much, but I had to give myself grace. I had to let go of the guilt of, you know, I built this business and now I have to refocus for a couple of weeks and I'm going to lose my momentum. Seriously. Have you ever thought like, I've spent countless hours on doing this XYZ project and I just now have to shift gears. And then you set the timeline to shift gears. Cause I was thinking I was only going to be out for a week. And then that timeline took longer than expected. And I felt horrible for that. I was like, Oh, that's all my momentum. I figured one week wouldn't be bad, but three weeks is probably like I have no more listeners. I'm going to lose clients. I'm going to do all this. And I had to re shift that and give myself some grace. It was needed. It was needed. I mean, what was really going to happen? I was going to lose all my potential clients, lose money for sure. But I knew that going into the venture, we were prepared for that, or I was prepared for that. But I wasn't prepared for three weeks of no business. And that's where I needed to insert the most grace. So when I tell you, I mean, I am the grandmaster of Tetris. I should also be the juggler, my 52 plates spinning in the air, trying to balance all the things. No, no, no. And no, I needed to let go of the thoughts that I could jump back in. And that's where it really hit me, is every time I got to Sunday and I knew I needed to record, I was like, nothing's ready, I can't find everything, we're still unpacking these boxes, things need my attention, you know, I don't wanna leave everything to one person to have to unbox it, it, it takes all of us. So I had, to, I had to let it slide again. And then the next week came, I had to let it slide again. So I really, like I said, until this weekend, This was probably the first weekend I've been able to say, nope, I'm ready for Monday. I have it. I'm good to go. And my brain can solely focus on what I need to do here. So that was the grace I had to give myself. And that was the change I had to make. And that's what I really want to offer you guys today. I want you to feel like you can give yourself the grace and how to do it, how to recognize it, how to do it and really um, not have to feel the guilt. At some point, you have to put down the grit when the scales get tipped too far and you have to let grace in. So during the three weeks, though, at least, you know, while I was trying to get everything situated, we had 4th of July from our new backyard and never had to leave because we could watch them from home. And we would have enjoyed them a lot more had there not been a burn ban, but there were only seven firework stands within five miles of us. It was such a tease. It was totally unfair but I knew we would burn something down and we weren't experienced enough yet to do that. So especially would not want to with that burn band. So we didn't get to do that, but enjoyed the fireworks nonetheless. So getting back to grit versus grace, how do you know when it's time and how do you give yourself grace? Those are the big questions, right? And being able to recognize those. So how do we recognize it? It looks like burnout, your desire to have everything perfect, Overwhelmed with too much to do? Work-life balance has tilted too far to one side. You're comparing yourself to others, and you're feeling the need to be an expert now and stop seeing the growth process. Can no longer recognize your wins and can't manage your own personal expectations. Like, expectation management is huge. And if you can't manage your own, right, like that needs to be done, you certainly can't manage others. So these are the ones that come up the most. There certainly can be more. So now that you recognize that you might be feeling one more or all of these, how do you actually give yourself grace? Well, let me just preface this by saying that it's a practice. This isn't going to feel natural at first as I am telling you to break your habits. Your habit of comparing, because that is what we're surrounded by daily. Your habit of needing to feel like you get it perfect the first time. That is what social media makes us feel like. Perfect lives, that's what you see. They seem like everything is perfect online. You know, you've watched those videos and it's all great. It's either one or the other, right? Like it's an absolute disaster and you're watching it and going, ha ha ha, that's not me, that's so funny. Or you're looking at it going, I don't live that life, I want that life and I need to compare myself to that because I need to get there, right? You see the for per- perfection. We like to see the shit show, but we don't want to follow someone or work with somebody or be in business with somebody that's a complete shit show, right? So on a funny side note, yesterday we drove past my new favorite house in the whole entire world i am tempted tempted to go back and take a picture the house had a sign on the fence now the house was set back you know off the road because we're sort of out we're not really in the country we're just in places where they still have more land i don't even know how to call it because it's not necessarily country we're like five minutes from the the city city lines but at the same time it has the country feel so you guys get me Um, but this house set way far back and the sign said, welcome to the shit show. I was like, oh, that is perfect. They're admitting it even before you get there. Their management of expectations, right? Like they're managing my expectations, like welcome to the shit show. So it's got to be funny at that point. The fact that they even have the humor to put that on their fence made me laugh. And I was already at ease that if I wanted to go to that house, I'd be like, this is freaking awesome that you guys admit this. So, sorry, I digress. Squirrel, back to grace. So what can you do to give yourself grace? We've now talked about all the things that can manifest what it looks like. But the first one, the very, very first thing that has to be done in order to give yourself grace is to recognize it when you're not, when you're, you're having one of those experiences, right? Any one of those. Seriously, this is the most important. Without it, you, you can't get to grace. You are just going to feel those. So, practicing recognizing those is the first step. Admitting it, saying, I'm feeling burnt out. I um, am comparing, oh my gosh, I just compared myself to this person and I don't live their life. I can't. So, the second one is going to be no guilt. We just, I, I mentioned that earlier. Guilt is a useless emotion that stops us from achieving the bigger and better things because we can't move forward when we are feeling guilty. We are too busy in the past. So, let that go it's not even discussing it it's just you need to let it go it happened it is what it is you can't change that but what you can do is change what you do in the future you can change what happened by making de- different decisions for the future that's the growth that's taking it from failure to growth and it's a challenge and i need to Figure out what I should change, what I should do differently if I'm ever in this position again. And that's what true growth looks like. So these all tie in together. So third is going to be stop talking down to yourself. So I'm, you know, instead of saying I'm a failure, no. Instead we say that was a challenge. What should we do differently next time, right? So I just sort of talked about that with the guilt. I could easily have said this with our stupid movers. Trust me, expensive failures are the absolute worst. That is the biggest and fastest life lesson in the world, I think, when it costs you money, and it costs you more money than you thought, and you feel like you all of a sudden didn't invest enough time in exploring other avenues, researching what all is invested, um, you know, what's involved. It's a fast lesson, and I couldn't You know, I could have easily said I failed my family. I suck, I cost us so much more money. I'm the one who found them. I'm the one who told my husband that this was the company that we should go with. I did the research, I did the estimates, I did all of that. By all accounts, that quote unquote failure was mine. Does it suck? Yeah, it sucks, but can I change it? No, so why feel guilty about it at this point? Instead, I need to look at if we ever had to change again, You know and decide to move what would i do differently what can i do now well one i can call department of transportation and file a complaint two i can call homeowners insurance and you get my point like i can look into what options i can do to try and i I won't fix the stuff that got broken it won't fix it what will it do maybe help with some of the expense if we can get some of that money back for the fact that they broke all this stuff so I can change the narrative from feeling like I sucked and I failed my family into what can I do to try and offset this or what can I do differently next time? What was it that I learned? What lesson did I learn or what can I tell other people um, to do so that they don't experience it and basically save other people the expensive life lesson? So ultimately no talking down to yourself. It is not a failure it was a didn't go so well, what can I do to fix this? Number four, I read this one online and it was so good, I had to bring it here. When you hit burnout, that doesn't mean that you aren't good at what you do. Seriously, you are good at what you do. Burnout is just saying you, try, you were trying harder to do something better. You were doing something that you have never done before, right, you were working harder to get promoted. And this all takes time, so burnout can happen there. But it doesn't mean you aren't good at what you're doing. It actually probably means you're quite the opposite. You're doing more to try and be better because you're in that growth. And burnout can happen. You're trying to do more than what your mind, body, and actual time limits are. You're doing more than what can actually be done. So you have to be able to give yourself grace there. There's no reason to feel like you aren't good at what you do. Burnout is burnout, and you need to take a break and step away. Five, no one is asking you to be perfect. (laughs) That one is really funny. No one actually ever has to say it. It's sort of just inherently, we think other people think we need to be perfect. We think we need to be perfect. We think we need to hit it out of the ballpark the first time, and we put it on ourselves. It's our own doing. If someone else is actually asking you to do the impossible or for perfectionism, it's because they can't do it themselves. So they wanna see if you can do it so that when you fail, it's on you, not them. That makes them scared, and that makes them fixed mindset and not growth. But there's only one perfect person, there's only one perfect being, and that's not us. So number six, be okay with what you accomplished today. This comes back to gratitude and recognizing wins. I really love doing checklists because I can see my wins. But when things keep interrupting my checklist, I will even go and write down the extras that I did just so I can see my wins. I've actually written down that I took a shower. (laughs) As odd as that may seem, it wound up being a win for that day. I needed to feel accomplished that my entire day wasn't wasted because I didn't do anything on my list. Life happens. Shit happens. We know that. It interferes with what we do and that it that is life. It's the roller coaster. It keeps us on our toes. If it was the same every day, we'd all be bored in our lives. So life gives us ups and downs. And sometimes they throw more at us to see what we can handle. It's, it's our challenge. So being able to write it down and say, okay, well, maybe I didn't get to go to the grocery store, but I took care of this other piece of business that was required. You know, I paid this bill or I talked to this person or I handled this situation. Maybe that was what you did instead of going to the grocery store. That's still a win. It's just not what was on your list. So go write it down and cross it off. And guess what? Celebrate the win. So um, I really, really have to give myself grace a lot in that one. And sometimes I don't see them. And again, it's hard to recognize it. Go back to step one. You have to recognize it. And when I do recognize it, I'm like, oh yeah, just write down some things on here that I did today. And I'm going to feel so much better about the day. And I will tell you, it actually does make a difference. If you have a checklist, you're a checklist kind of person, or you use it on your calendar or something, go back and put down the things that you did that day. Seriously. It will just make you feel better when you actually see all that you really accomplished and sometimes if you if you have a young infant at home it can be as simple as making sure that baby was well taken care of all day it can be and then it, maybe you got a shower <laughs> some days the shower is all you need sometimes it's a change of clothes brushing your teeth or 5 minutes to yourself whatever it is and at number 7 If you're working from home, whether you've been doing it for a while or just starting, so many of us, and I say us because I have done this, we thought, well, I'm not commuting anymore, I thought I could get more done. I'm working from home now. I should be able to get more work done or do more as a mom or homeschool perfectly. Um, The situation changes as soon as you start being home and so does the list of demands. It's all changing. So you aren't failing. You just now have a new list of what needs to be done. What you once did when you were commuting and you were going to work is not the same anymore. The demands are now at home and you're now trying to find that balance. And sometimes that's like the accountability of being able to parcel out, um, you know, time for business versus time for your your home. And that may need to be looked at. Right. That's the challenge. Let's look at this, let's talk about this. Let me publish my hours to you and tell me, are these okay? And oh, by the way, when you say they are, this is what I'm gonna be working on, I'm gonna shut the door. I need your help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Remember, you can't do this life alone. I don't care if you're single and at home and have no kids. There are things that you still need to ask for help. You could be, you know, with kids single mom you could be single dad you could be doing dual roles you could be widow widower you could be you know any any number of people any situation that you fall into you still need help that's why they always say it takes a village so don't be afraid to ask for that things change so lastly this is the very last one this number eight realize that taking a step back is okay you are doing way more good taking a step back than if you just kept gritting it forward. Like I mentioned in my story, I had to push through, you know, had I pushed through the podcast episodes and, or working with clients during that time, it would have been disingenuous. I wouldn't, I'm working to be authentic. I want you to recognize who I am and how I work and how I do things. And if I come across as all of a sudden, somebody that's trying to fake it till I make it, that's not, that's disingenuous. I mean, there are certain times fake it till you make it can override your, um, self doubt and, um, where you don't feel confident by all means, when you don't feel confident, you just say, I'll fake it till I make it. And then you're, what you're going to do is you expose yourself so many times to that situation that you actually feel confident in it. You can teach things like if something I've never taught before makes me nervous. Yeah. I'm going to fake it, get up there and do my very best. Guess what? I'm going to feel way better afterwards because I just pushed through it, which is technically the fake it but I pushed through it because I knew I could do it. It was just a matter of I felt uneasy and my nerves were all tied up because I'd never done it before. The unknown. Fear of judgment seeps in. So you just have to make sure I want to be authentic. So you have to make sure that you're doing yourself the best work you can. And if that means you need to take a step back so that you can be the most um, authentic person, then do that. My clients, trust me, I don't want to jeopardize that. I would rather be honest and upfront. This is what's going on in my life. Now, what I, what I can't control is if they have as much grace for me as I am showing for myself. This is not my worry. This is not my problem. Remember, I can only control my inner circle and not my area of concern. I might be concerned that they aren't giving me the grace and giving, willing to give me that time, but it is not my problem. I cannot control it, and maybe our business shouldn't be together. Fortunately, all my clients understood, gave me the grace that I was showing myself. So as we move into this week, celebrate your wins. Come share them with me in the group, on Facebook. Message me. Email me. I would love to celebrate them with you. If you don't have anybody else to share them with, celebrate them with me. I will, I will, congratulate you on what a great job you did because you are showing yourself some grace saying I did these things. I am celebrating my wins. Shout them out. It doesn't matter what other people think. Don't compare it. Don't let them judge you. You are you. No one else lives your life. No one else is you. So you need to recognize when that, when you need to give yourself that grace. We are not perfect. And sometimes the grit will come or has come, but finding the balance when it tips, like when that scale tips too far, then you need to find that grace, let it in and do what you need to do to rebalance the scales. Give yourself the grace to do this for you, for your family and for your business. This week, Thursday at 6 p.m. Central, we will chat more about giving grace. I will share you the more moving stories because I sort of gave you a little inkling of what it was all about. The home stories, of just how we've been settling in. I hope you have a great week. If you don't want to miss an episode, be sure to follow. And if you feel like this episode has inspired you, share it on social media and tag me. I would love to tag you back in my stories. I really appreciate it. And all my social media info is in the show notes. You can also leave a review so others who may need to hear the same message about giving grace versus grit will know that it was worth it. So thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, keep staying gritty and give yourself some grace. Hey friend, before you go, I would love to read your takeaways from this episode. I would be so blessed and grateful if you had a few moments to share your thoughts and a review. So just hop on over to Apple Podcasts, scroll below the episodes and click on the purple "Write a review this episode inspired you today to make a change, share on your Instagram or your Facebook stories and tag me at The Gritty Coach. I would love to tag you back in my stories. Just remember to never give up. You never fail. You just learned a way how not to do something. So try again. I believe in you. And until we meet again, keep up the grid.